Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. In today's episode, uh, I am reminded of when my wife and I were traveling. We were in the airport, and there was this child screaming at the top of his lungs uh, on the floor, and the parents were just, they just did not know what to do. And they knew everybody was looking at them and their kid. And this just plays out so well to what Dr. Rhoda is going to be talking about in disciplining your kid in public. Pretty awkward, right? It's awkward for the parents. It's awkward for the people around. The only one it's not awkward for is the kid usually, right? So we're going to continue our summer series of short five-minute podcasts with one takeaway for the week. So again, most of these are taken from the work of Foster Klein and Jim Fay's work in Parenting with Love and Logic, and I highly encourage you to get a copy of this book. I think you'll find it very helpful. But disciplining our kids in public, does just the mention of it make your heart rush a little bit? The kids are smart. <laughs> They're excellent at observing human behavior, and they very quickly, at a very young age, learn what works and what doesn't. So they learn that if they have a meltdown in the toy aisle or near the candy section, Sometimes mom or dad will give in just to get them to be quiet. Or they're fine when you're shopping for them. But when you start shopping for you or the family, they grow impatient. They start whining, complaining. They wander off. A child is having a meltdown in a restaurant. The parents aren't quite sure how to discipline because they don't know if it's appropriate to do it in front of others. Meanwhile, everyone sitting around you trying to enjoy their nice meal is just thinking, will those parents please just do something? You know what's so terrible about that is having four kids. I mean, we experienced all of that in the restaurant. And yet, I mean, just to be transparent, when I'm in a restaurant now and there are kids that are misbehaving or screaming, just like, oh, like, just do something. <laughs> and yet, you know, we really struggled with that through those years as well. Yes, it's challenging. Kids are kids. They're sinful. They're going to be naughty. So how do you handle that when you're out in public? Well, you want to be really consistent with what you do at home. And so the love and logic approach is all about just natural consequences. You don't have to get upset. You don't have to get angry. If a kid does something they shouldn't do, there's going to be a negative consequence they don't like. And it's just a natural flow of things. And so how do we do that when we're in public? There's a great strategy for this, and here's how it works. <clears throat> if you know that your kid often throws a fit at the grocery store or at the mall or when you go out to eat, you need to enlist the help of a friend. And you typically only have to do this one or two times and the kid learns their lesson and they stop. So let one of your besties know that you need, need her help. Ask them to meet you at the grocery store and just to hang out in their car or maybe do their own shopping. And when your little girl Melinda has her meltdown, I'm going to ask my daughter if she would rather behave or if she would rather go sit in her room alone. And she's going to look at me like I'm crazy because we're at the store. There isn't a room here for her to go sit in. So she continues to throw her fit. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to text my friend who's at or near the store. And that friend is going to come find us. And when my friend gets there, she's going to take my daughter home and just put her in a room quietly. Just She's just going to go sit in a room. And meanwhile, you continue shopping in a pleasant state. When you get home, you're in a good mood because you were able to do what you needed to do. And your daughter has learned that her strategy didn't work. Her meltdown didn't work. It usually only takes a couple of times to do this for a kid to just realize, look, it just doesn't work. Um, you could do this as well. You could do it at a restaurant, right? You could have your friend come to the restaurant. You could tag team as parents, although then one of the parents isn't able to enjoy the nice meal. Really, it should be the kid that faces the consequence, not the parent. So if you can enlist, enlist the help of that friend, just come and get them. 
What, what I love about that is their accountability, yeah. and it's persistent and consistent. Yes. And when a, a child knows there's accountability for his or her actions, they change their behavior oftentimes mightily quickly. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, I just remember back when uh, I taught high school, and girls would break the dress code. Um, but one of the easiest things I found, you know, you could argue with them till you're blue in the face. And what I found is just, you know what? We have some old T-shirts in Lost and Found that meet dress code. You can put that on over the top of your clothes. They typically had something else along, right? It's just you have to have a natural, consistent consequence that you're going to do that's unpleasant to them. Now, they don't necessarily have to go home and sit in their room. An older sibling could take them out to the car if you wanted. You want to make sure that you're not taking them someplace that's fun, though. You don't want to take them to a, that friend's house, or you don't want to take them to a park. You want them to experience a negative consequence for their actions. So when they misbehave, when they do something that's not kind or considerate or thoughtful like that, they're going to have to do something that they don't really enjoy so much. For example, at, my, at church, my nephew would rather go to the cry room and play than sit quietly in church. So he'll oftentimes sit through a fit, so dad takes him back and he gets to play in, with the toys in the, in the cry room. So sitting in the car was a better lesson for him. He found he would rather sit at church and have something to look at than to sit quietly in the car by himself. So really you need to know, know your child and know what is appropriate and, and still unpleasant, perceived unpleasant in their eyes. Yes, absolutely. And nothing that's, you know, harmful in any way, but it's just not going to be something that they enjoy doing. A great story. Um, there's a good book. I believe it's David Walsh is the author, and it's um, Saying No and Why Kids Need to Hear It. Something to that effect. I'm sorry if I'm messing that up a little bit. He tells a great story in there. There's a dad on his way home from work. He picks up the son at daycare. The little guy's about two years old or so. You know, they're going like through Target or something, and they're just grabbing something on their way home. They get up to the registrar, and they set all that candy right at eye view for kids sitting in the front of the shopping cart, right? And this little guy reaches out, and he grabs a candy bar. And dad's like, nope, son, you can't have that. We're going home and having dinner. The little guy starts crying and having a fit and kicking and screaming and turning red and hollering at the top of his lungs. And dad is just tired, just wants to get home. He looks down pretty soon. The little guy's got a candy bar in each hand. He's grabbed two candy bars. And dad bought those two candy bars. What did that little guy learn? That little guy didn't learn no means no. That little guy learned no means escalate my behavior till I get what I want. How many of us know adults that escalate their behavior till they get what they want? Well, it's you not look, pleasant. You, you look on the news every day. I mean, it's playing out before us that right. uh, these life lessons either weren't taught or they were taught and forgotten yeah. over time. Really, really good point. There's nothing wrong with telling our children no. Our children need to learn no. It's easier to learn that lesson at 2 than it is at 12. It's easier at 12 than it is at 22. And it's certainly easier at 22 than it is at 42. So our kids need to learn that, you know, they just, their meltdowns don't work. And I was telling a friend of mine this story. And he says, you know what? I would have bought that candy bar and I would have opened it up and eaten it on the way to the car. <laughs> so use your mind. How, how can you have a, a, a consistent consequence that is not pleasant for the child? And pretty soon they, by observ observing, they're going to say, you know what? This isn't working. I need to change my behavior because what I'm doing isn't working. And they catch on pretty quickly. So you, like I said, you usually only need to employ it a few times. You want to remain calm and controlled. You want to live your day the way you planned it. You're not angry. You're not upset. You're simply teaching your child that when they act poorly, their choice will have a consequence that they may not enjoy. And you will con continue to enjoy your day the way you planned it without allowing a four-year-old to make your trip to the store or dinner a miserable experience.
Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here's a key takeaway from today's episode on disciplining your kid in public. Very, very important. When your child disobeys you, throws a tantrum, have a consistent, uh, unpleasant, appropriate consequence, be it sending them home, sending them to the car uh, within the parameters that you're working with, but it's really, really important that you're consistent, that is it, it's unpleasant in their eyes, and you will be able to enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.